everyone on Zoom. Hello, everyone who listens to us on Spotify or Apple iTunes or simply just Google On The Mark Sports Talk. You found us. I'm your host, Mark with a C, and welcome to our very, very last show of 2023. How about that? <laughs> yeah. no. Where's the Kinahara? Yeah. Give me your number. I'll tell you. you Kinahara. This is uh, our 191st, wow. and in 191 consecutive weeks. And uh, simply an amazing feat. And I'm going to do something here. I hope I don't lose you. Can you still hear me? Yes. 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 Okay. I did something a little bit different. I want to take it off. The, that's much better for me. Okay. okay. Hey, we started this show on Thursday. May 7th, 2020, just as COVID was about to, uh, was beginning, I mean, a few months in. Rages, yeah. And three and a half years later, here we are, every Thursday. Thanks to all of you. Yeah, thanks for joining us each week. Our special panel of sports experts joins us each week. Hello, people. How are you doing? Doing good. Good. Everything's good. How about you? Uh, today, I, this is funny. This is this is for you guys. Today, I ran in. I was I was, I was buying my black and white cookie that I always mm-hmm. buy. So, and I and I buy it in uh, in Franklin Square. I got it at this like uh, bagel place in Franklin Square. I go out of my way just to get this one. And uh, I ran into the the custodian of one of my summer school jobs, and he said he listens to the show every now and then. And he says he he says we are very entertaining. Wow. <laughs> he says other than uh, other we're, we're, we're more than he just needs to get a life. We're more Is that a left-handed compliment? Lost. He loves that concept. He says we're very entertaining. So what does I, he like the best? What does he like the best? He likes listening to the person he knows. Me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, he'll know who you are. But uh, keep it up, guys. Very entertaining. And uh, and before we do get to the sports stories, uh, I'd like to do this on the air. I want to wish my wife, Michelle, a very happy anniversary uh, to me. You know? <laughs> and today's our 43rd anniversary. Love you, hun. How to say that one. And uh, we will celebrate throughout the weekend. And uh, before we do get to the sports stories, I want to wish you guys and everybody that listens there a very happy new year as just three days away we'll bring in 2024. To you, Mark. Sounds good. To you as well, Mark. To you as well. Yes. Show number 200 is now about two months away. February 29th, the leap year day, will be the... uh, Will be our number number two hundred show. I have asked some of you. I've asked all of you basically. Uh, if you have a suggestion for our special show, uh, Michael had one suggestion. Uh, do you mind if I say it, Michael? No, go ahead. Unless you want to say it. It doesn't matter. I was just just suggesting that behind us, instead of our regular backgrounds, we can either get a big printout of the logo of your favorite team or if you're computer literate figure out how to make a uh logo of your uh favorite team on zoom there's a way to do it i know that but 
that particular episode, I'm recommending that it gets YouTubed and everybody on the panel, instead of with our backgrounds that we have, will have as a background our favorite team's logo. That's my suggestion. Okay. Well, maybe we could add a wear a jersey from our favorite team. <clears throat> Michael, how do, you, how do you change the background? I don't know. How some people do don't know how to do that. Mike. Yeah, yeah, you have an to, option: choose virtual background. And you know, still some people with their oh. computers, if it's an older computer, you cannot do that. No, no. But you if, can, you, if you're uh, using a weak computer, a logo you can't of do it. your uh, favorite uh, picture and make it go to Staples and get it enlarged like uh, mural size and put it behind you. There you go, because our our our, uh, our show has a tremendous budget. We, we have an unlimited budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the mark. But we have all these sponsors, right? All these sponsors are paying for everything. Yeah. <laughs> just, just keep on thinking of different things. It's, Michael was nice enough to come up with one, uh, and uh, it, it could be the one we use or may not, depends upon what else we come up with. Okay? So just keep that in mind. We're, we're, we're nine weeks away from that one. February 29th is that date. Uh, Gerald. Sports personality of the week. I can't wait to hear who you're going to talk about in five minutes. <laughs> hint, well, hint. five and a half. Okay. By the way, you're sponsored by Champagne. Well, that's great. <laughs> yeah, good to me. So my biography this week is on the great, great Frank Robinson. I'll go over a couple of stats and then <clears throat> talk about him very, very briefly to be within the five-minute guideline. Beautiful. Uh, Frank won a triple crown. He also had 26 walk-off hits, the most in MLB history. MVP twice, 14 times All-Star, and American League batting champ. He attended a high school in, in uh, Oakland, California, and his basketball teammate was Mr. Bill Russell, and his baseball teammates included... <laughs> Veda Pinson and Mr. Kurt Flood. He was the only uh, player ever named MVP in the American League and the National League, and I'll get back to that later. When he retired, he had 586 career home runs. He was a great 5-2 player. He had the ability and intensity that few, few uh, players possessed. Just to give you an example of his... Uh, competitiveness, if you will. He, he used to crowd the plate all the time. I don't know if you guys remember him. And uh, he was hit, I believe, 190 times in his career. And he said the pitchers did him a very big favor by hitting him because he, came, he, he got up off his back and was more determined than, than ever to get a hit. So he wasn't intimidated. And uh, he was a very, very uh, fierce competitor. As a base runner... He also was, he was very, very intimidating. In fact, he used to slide hard all the time. And uh, he put the fear into uh, uh, the third baseman and anybody crossing second base in an effort to get a double play. So he really was a, a, a terrific um, competitor. Uh, there's an error on his... Uh, on his Hall of Fame page, which I want to mention, and you guys could talk about it later. He, in fact, played 
1956 to 1959 for the Cincinnati Red Legs, and then from 1960 to 1965 for the Cincinnati Reds, and he was traded in 1965 for the 1966 season by the Reds. The the brilliant owner DeWitt made a great trade. You may recall this trade, Fred. I think Mil Pappas was involved. It was, yeah, yes. Was Simpson. What a what a yes. trade. Now I submit to you that there have been four great heists in in the history of this country. There was the Brinks robbery, there was the <laughs> Max Scherzer robbery involving the hundred thirty million dollar <laughs> contract where he spends all his time on the IL. He'll be on the IL until <laughs> July. And his teammate who also was involved in a great heist would be Jacob deGrom, who's $37.5 million per year, five-year contract with Texas. Uh, entails, it has entailed him being on the IL for most of last year, probably a good part of this year. And of course, that uh, policy is uninsured. I guess there are no insurance companies willing to give to, uh, uh, to insure uh, him for a decent premium. But, he, but the greatest robbery of them all was the trade by the Cincinnati Reds to the Baltimore Orioles. When Frank, uh, the thought was Frank was an old 30-year-old. Well, for Baltimore in six years, he batted over, over 304 times. He, he helped to propel them into a World Series. And I think that is one of the greatest robberies ever. And that concludes my short biography of Mr. Frank Robinson within the five-minute guideline. <laughs> Very good. Who would like to comment or say something? Nice, nice report. Roger. Wasn't he the first black manager? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We've been Indians. Te technically, Roger, he wasn't the first. There was uh, a, a game <laughs> in the season where somebody there was a, a black coach but he's the first black manager to start a season as a black manager. And he was also a player manager for the Indians for 80 games during, during that first season. Right. Right. I mean, remember that it was what, like around 1975 or so, something like that. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Right. Wow. And he hit a home run that first game. He was a player manager, I believe. I, okay. I think so. Anybody else want to comment on it? All right. Was he, yeah, ask a question. Was it was he in the sixty-two World Series? Sixty-one World Series. Sixty-one. Sixty-one World yeah. Series. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. Been, yeah. yeah. Sure. Sure. Anybody? Anybody know how he did? I don't remember. We can look it up. And then, <laughs> then two. And two with I'm, the I'm, Orioles, sixty-six and sixty-nine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Dangerous hitter, boy. Yeah. Very yeah. clutch. Very, very good. Right. 72. And 70 also. Right? Right, that's right. They were in the 70s. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 1970. Yep. Okay. Great man. Uh, gone too soon. Frank Robinson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's move on. Thank you, uh, Gerald, for that. Milton, you All name right. that tune. Yes, sir. The song was a big hit in 1964. It was written by a guy named Spencer from one of the greatest doo-wop groups called the Cadillacs. This mm. reached the big spot in 1964. <laughs> 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 
Millie Small. Millie Small, right? From Jamaica, right? right. Yeah. Yeah. Jamaica, the song Jamaica, was what, Queens, by a guy from the uh, Cadillacs, an old doo-wop group. Queen, yeah. Queen, I have two of their 45s, originals. Cadillac. Well, that, I thought you'd like that. I have Milton, another she's from, Milton, she's from Queens, New York? Jamaica? No. <laughs> the, the country? I the island, The island. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, I thought she was from Jamaica, you know, a few miles from me. Yeah. But anyway, that was a good hit, 64. Yeah. I have another good. one at the end of the uh, Zoom. The end of the closing song. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Milton, on that one. Beep beeps. I found five beep beeps this week. How many did you find? None. <laughs> well, Jake. A L U. How do you pronounce A L U? Hello. 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 Third baseman for the Washington Nationals. Right. Uh, and Oscar Colas or Colas. C-O-L-A-S. I guess it's Colas. Outfielder for the White Sox. I thought that was unusual. Pitcher for the Dodgers right now, JP Fireishan. Fire recent, F-E-Y-E-R-E-I-S-E-N. I thought that was unusual. And here's one picture for Seattle right now. Juan then T H E N. And then the Eagles have a linebacker. I happened to notice it during the game the other day. I saw his Uniform name, Ben Van Sumeren. Did mm. I pronounce it wrong? Van, S-U-M-E-R-E-N. Van Sumeren. <clears throat> now, Mark, I, I wonder if a uh, player knows that song till then. You ever hear that song? Till then. Yeah. That's right. Um, All right, this day in sports. Songs. Yeah, this yeah. day in sports. But before I go to today... December 28th, yesterday was the day in 1988 that Gary Cohn was hired as radio announcer for the Mets. Wow. How about that? Great hire. Great Great hire. All right. Today, 1887, (laughs) 100 years from when Gary Cohn was hired, John Layton Jarvis becomes the first British horse trainer to be knighted. For his service in racing. I thought that was interesting. Uh, in 1905, Intercollegiate Athletic Association of the United States is founded and it, and it becomes the NCAA in 1910. Oh, yeah. There you go. That was their original name. In 1918, Montreal's Georges Vizina becomes the first NHL goalie to record an assist 
during a Canadian's win over the Toronto Arenas. Vizina played seven seasons in the in the NHA, NHA and nine seasons in the NHL, and all for Montreal. He lived till the age of 39. He died of tuberculosis in 1926. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do to become, get an award named for you in the, in the National Hockey yeah. League for the best goaltender each year. The Vizina Trophy, right? Yeah. I thought he had a more decorated career, but I guess not. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Sorry to the Vizina family. Uh, in 1944, Washington Senators, third baseman, Buddy Lewis wins the Distinguished Flying Cross, the military decoration of the U.S. Armed Forces, established 1926 for single acts of heroism and extraordinary achievements while participating in aerial flights. Buddy Lewis, anybody ever hear of him? No. Third baseman, Washington Senators. 1944, same year, same year, same day. Montreal right winger Maurice Rocket Richard becomes the first player in NHL history to score to score eight points in one game, get five goals and three assists in the Canadians' nine-one win over the Detroit Red Wings. Red Wings. Red, Red, Red Wings. Red. In 1947, the Chicago Cardinals National Football League beat the Philadelphia Eagles 28-21 in the NFL championship game at Comiskey Park. I didn't know they played in Comiskey Park. The Mm -hmm. Cardinals' only title to date. Mm -hmm. That was it, 1947. Won't happen this year either. 1952, (laughs) the Lions beat the Browns in Cleveland for the NFL championship, which was rare for the Lions, I guess. Uh, In 58, today is the day of the greatest game ever played. Baltimore beat the Giants 23-17 in the first ever sudden death overtime game. 17 future Hall of Famers were involved in the game. I don't have the list, but that may be a fun thing to figure out one day. And who scored the touchdown? Alan the Horse. I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. Maybe he is. In 1975, the Hail Mary game took place today. December 28th with 32 seconds left. NFC division playoff game. Cowboys, Roger Starbuck throws a 50-yard winning touchdown pass to? Drew Pearson. Drew Pearson to defeat the whom? Minnesota Vikings. The Hail Mary for the first time as it was dubbed. So there it is, the first time ever. They still call it. 75, 1975, in the aftermath of the Cold War, the Rangers became the first NHL team to face a touring Soviet hockey squad. Mm-hmm. The Soviet Army beat the Rangers 7-3 in Madison Square Garden. I think I remember something like that, that them coming to, to play them. Yeah. You guys remember that? Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, but, uh, in 78... The Francis got fired after that game. Yeah. Oh, we did. Oh, you yeah. snuck in. I didn't see you there, Stephen. Okay, uh-huh. welcome. Uh, in '78, the thirtieth all-time hat trick by the Islanders is scored by the great Mike Bossy. And in 2008, the Detroit Lions lose to the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field 
and become the first team to go winless in the 16-game schedule. And there you go. December 28th. And, of course, Mark Gold married Michelle Cohen on December 28th <laughs> in 1980. So it was way back then. All right. <laughs> let us move on to – I think we're up to – hold it. Let me turn the page. Yes, Sports Stories by Larry. And you're sponsored this week by Eggnog. Leftover oh, Eggnog from a few days ago. Very good. <laughs> My story this week is entitled – why free throws are so difficult in the NBA. <laughs> NBA players only make an average of 73% of their th uh, free throw attempts. Without anyone guarding them on the charity stripe, you might think that they should do much better. Sports psychologists offer three reasons for such low foul shooting percentages. First, Shooting on the foul line is a static setting in contrast to being in constant motion for most of the game. This means that the player on the foul line has to immediately suspend adrenaline to slow the heartbeat and to control breathing. This is a difficult thing to do. Second, shooting on the foul line is a pressure moment with the distraction of of opposite team fans yelling with all the players staring at you as well as with their coaches and teammates expecting a bucket. The mental state of the free thrower also is a factor that adds to the pressure-packed nature of free throws. Third and finally, <clears throat> shooting on the foul line is made more difficult when a player experiences physical fatigue especially near the end of the game. Such fatigue can affect muscle control, shooting technique, and the power of the shot. Side note, notice that foul line shooters often touch the hands of their teammates before they shoot. Yeah. Perhaps they are doing this to slow down, to reduce the pressure of the moment, and to gather strength. That completes my story for this week. And they grabbed their jock also for uh, ooh, mm. extra luck. All right, comments. Uh, let's go, Roger. Yeah, I mean, I could just remember some horrible free throw shooters like Will Chamberlain and some very good ones like Rick Barry who would do it, you know, underhand. And stuff. Mm -hmm. The funny thing I remember from even being in summer camp, Mark, we had guys who could not even catch a basketball, dribble a basketball, but they could make free throws. <laughs> you know, they could make 10, 20, 30 in a row. Because it it, it's technique. I mean that that's the whole thing. I mean it's it's you know you want the repetition, you want to keep doing the same thing, but yes, it's it's, it's crazy, crazy, right? They're not guarded, and a lot of these guys can't make them. They're giving away free points all the time. Yeah, yeah. Gerald, two hand set shots. Hal, Hal yeah. Greer had a very unique free jump throw. Shot. He used to shoot a jump shot. I don't no, think we've seen that too much. No. You don't see it at all. No, <laughs> Stephen. Oh. Yeah, two things. First of all. When Chamberlain scored 100 points, he had 28. He made one play in the old days. The shock of the other missed We got two Stevens on the screen. I remember Bill Sharman from the Celtics. Yeah, sure. He hardly ever missed. Yeah, it was a 90 percent shooter. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was good. Other Steven. 
Two things. When Chamberlain scored his 100 points, he made 28 out of 32 foul shots. The other thing, in today's game, it's a 15-foot shot. There's no 15-foot shots during the game. The mid-range jump shot doesn't exist anymore. That's right. That's right. It's either 22-9 where the three-point line is or it's a dunk. Yeah. You know, so I I would be interested. I, I, I didn't look it up, but I would be interested to see what the statistics are in today's foul shooting versus, you know, maybe 20 years ago when there was a mid-range jump shot. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, I think the girls, the girls WNBA, they're probably better foul shooters. Yeah. Yeah, they don't miss. Uh, 73%. Where do you get those numbers from? I got it online for several sources. 73%. That's just... Unnamed sources. Check the bibliography. <laughs> yeah, just curious. I thought it was higher. That than... sounds right. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. He got it from Claudine Gay. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a free throw, not a foul shot. We should always know the, the, the correct word. It's it's a free throw, not a foul shot. Mm. Correct on that. Anybody else? Go ahead there, Michael. Does anybody remember Richie Garen? He, he actually sure. moved very hard and very, very uh, little above the, the uh, basket. And he got it in. It was very, very unusual how he threw his free uh, throws. Richie Garen. Richie Garen, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah. Yeah. What was his new uniform? Going number? Back. Do you remember his uniform number? No. I think, was it nine? I don't know if that's right. Oh, I think nine is right. I think I'm not sure. I think nine, nine sounds Maybe. right to me. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. Let us move on. Thank you, uh, Larry, again. And uh, the Roger Hotwire is next up, and you're sponsored by Burned Out Christmas Lights. <laughs> Never had any, Mark. Sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. I guess we can recycle them. Um, the big signing uh, this week was uh, the Dodgers again. Mm. Uh, pitcher Yoshinabu Yamamoto, uh, 12 years, $325 million contract. Plus, they, they had the Dodgers had to pay a $50.6 posting fee. Uh, he's 25 years old, so, you know, future seems good. The Mets apparently made a similar offer, but I think like all we were thinking, he's probably going out to the West Coast, which he did. Having the Otani sign out there probably didn't hurt. Uh, the Yankees apparently offered a little less for a shorter time, I think about 10 years, uh, $300 million. Uh, had an earlier opt-out in the uh, first five years, apparently. So that's, 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 that's a big one. That's a big win, I think, for the Dodgers there. Uh, we know their pitching was a little skeptical, but uh, that, that seems so – this guy's the real deal. I mean, that's, that's, that's a big coup for them. Um, How many – 12 years. 12 years, I believe. 12-year contract, yes. You're not yeah. going to be pitching 12 years from now. No way. $7 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. Good, Larry. It's interesting that the, the Dodgers were, were quite smart uh, with Otani's $2 million per year in the first 10 years, $27 million for this uh, a Japanese pitcher. It's only a $29, $29 million uh, for, e for each of the first 10 years, which is not, uh, which is not uh, extraordinary at all. And um, he did get a fifty. Uh, he did get a fifty million dollar bonus on top of the posting fee. So before he even gets to the mound, the Dodgers are in for a hundred million dollars. Yeah, well, they did their homework. <laughs> yeah, homework, but uh, 
He wanted. Uh, he only wanted to go to the Dodgers from what we saw there. You know. Um, I mean, Stevie Cohen was whining and dining him at the Wine and dining, yeah. traveling halfway around the world to talk to him. And the Yankees gave him a, a jersey, number 18. But he knew all along he wanted to play with uh, uh, Shohei Otani. Yeah, Gerald? I think the, I think the Dodgers realize they're going to make a lot of money uh, from uh, uh, t-shirts, caps, endorsements, Japanese revenue coming in. They'll probably make 20 to $30 million a year. From uh, certainly uh, Otani and uh, Yamamoto put together, if not more. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, Larry. In- incidentally, the um, the Do- the Dodgers only have a thirty million dollar luxury tax to pay. <clears throat> they were under <clears throat> they were under the two hundred thirty seven million dollar threshold before uh, the two of them signed. Mm-hmm. And- they ended up $61 million over, and they uh, since they're a third-time offender, they pay 50% of that. So they're only paying $30 million for a luxury tax this year. Anybody see his um, um, Yamamoto's um, inter- introductory interview uh, announcement to the Dodgers yesterday? No, I didn't. It's on uh, Major League uh, Baseball Network. So he's dressed up in a three-piece suit, <laughs> and uh, they introduce him, and he t- starts talking in English oh, wow. for about well, yeah, maybe three, four, five, maybe six sentences, and that's the last of the English we heard until, thank you, <laughs> he went right to Japanese. But I guess he rehearsed three to six lines of English, you know, thanking everybody, dodges this and that, but I thought it was very interesting. Yeah, more than Otani has done, Mark. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy, but it's imagine twelve years. What's the first year? His like first first few pitches. Oh, I feel something in my shoulder. Show off how good he is. Up, oh, Tommy John. Who Tommy John? Who's Tommy John. And think about Yamamoto. Think about Yamamoto. He's going to be insured, though. Well, think about Yamamoto. Throws every seven seventh day. Is it seven? Six days, seven days. I thought it was six over there. Six days. And he's throwing a ball in Japan that's significantly smaller than our Major League Baseball. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Baseball slightly smaller. Bingo. They must know something we don't know. You want to say something, Stephen? Yeah. It's a little commentary about the size of these contracts. Uh, Many years ago, uh, and I don't, I don't know what year, but there was an article that caused a big scandal, outrage by, by Duke Snyder. And he said, I play baseball for money, not for fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Cat's out of the uh, the bag there. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Uh, that was Roger, right? Thank you, I Roger. Got, I got a few more, Mark, if you want me to. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's all right. I knew Yamamoto we were going to talk mostly about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Still, uh, having thunder a little bit. The Padres signed uh, uh, closer Yuki Matsui, five years, twenty-eight million, so quite a, quite a bit less as an opt-out after the twenty twenty-six and twenty twenty-seven season. He's he's twenty-eight years old. He's only five foot eight, hundred sixty-five pounds. Um, he has some kind of injury clause after the fifth year of his contract, which could convert to a club option um, over his career. Ten seasons. Um, Japan, he had a 2.40 ERA, 
in almost 660 innings, but apparently his first season when he was 18, he made 17 starts. And if you take that out, you know, his ERA drops to 2.10, which is pretty, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Mariners signed a free agent catcher, Mitch Garver, you know, formerly of the Rangers, uh, two years, 24 million. He's 32 years old. Um, I won't get into the, the IKF implications of that trade, but uh, it's a little <laughs> undercut there. Uh, the Guardians, uh, as we know, acquired uh, Floreal from the Yankees for right-handed reliever Cody Morris. And I saw today the White Sox uh, signed left-hander, left-handed reliever Tim Hill, a one-year $1.8 million. He was previously with the Padres. And uh, I'll, I'll let Mike uh, talk more about the, uh, the IKF uh, signing. That's pretty mm-hmm. much Yeah. I also had Cody Morris in my um, thing yeah. too. All right, we'll yeah, get there yeah. in a second. Uh, we're going to go on to you, uh, Michael. But before we do get to you, I want to say hi to Jay. Jay has joined us. Jay, can you hear us? Where's Jay? Jay, I'm I here. think he's, uh, you're muted there. I, I was muted, yes. I got you. back here. Noise on this end, I didn't want you guys to hear, so okay. I was muted. But... Hey, well, Jay. Welcome. 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 Thanks, everyone. Hey. And, uh, and 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 Michael, two things before we get to your report. Uh, yes, sir. I met somebody who you used to work with in your school. Uh-oh. Where, where did we meet her? Oh, she walked with us on um, yesterday. Uh, her name is Carrie. Was there a Carrie in your school? Yes, she was one of the best teachers they've ever had in that school. Oh, yeah, a little, little short woman, right? Carrie. Carrie Rosenberg. That's it, Rosenberg. There you go. Yeah, we met her yesterday. She's a small world. But here's what I also wanted to show you. Look what I found in today's... Can you see it? Oh, my God. Holy cow. Who is that? That's Eileen Finer. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, I was looking through the... uh, What paper was this? This was the the Queen's Chronicle. Came out today. Really? After our show, you have to run to... uh, I saw a whole bunch in Ben in Ben's in uh, Bay Terrace. Oh yeah, I got the Queen's Chronicle today. What is what, what page? It's on page uh, six. Uh, what's the article about? Uh, he he's what upset because the Bayside Diner closed up. He says we, me and my wife always go there a lot, so he's upset. Oh, All right, just wanted to show you that, Michael. Run to Ben's before they run out because after <laughs> I everybody's gonna run there anyway. Michael, your Jets and Yankees report today is sponsored by Kitchen Garbage garbage Bags. Kitchen Garbage Bags. <laughs> I have a few. All right. You know, I, I tell you, it's funny. I'm still reeling over that 30 to nothing game versus the Miami uh, Dolphins. There, there's no way they should not have come to that game more psyched up or motivated, considering that they lost that game. It's curtains for them for the season. And uh, the Dolphins had uh, their star player hurt. They had Waddle hurt. They had, uh, what's it, Tyree Kill, I was going to say, hurt. They were so ripe to be beaten, and yet they really are outcoached. And I, I contend there's something else that must have gone on for uh, the Jets to really lay an egg like that. Who's to say maybe they were a little annoyed with Aaron Rodgers getting on the team and they were upset because I had to uh, release some of the other one of the other players. Something happened. Uh, I do except, not know. That, that, except that game happened before they activated Rogers. Oh, all right. So it wasn't that. <laughs> but there was something screwy about that game. Well, it was still bothering me. It uh, just got outplayed. 
<laughs> yeah, but why did they come come so crappy? Okay, uh, you know the game of this past week. I was kind of rooting for Greg Zerline to miss that kick. He had to make a fifty-six yard kick to win that game, where the Jets were just clobbering the Commanders, and all of a sudden the yeah. Commanders stick in this uh, Cody Brissett, and he's playing like uh, Joe Montana. And before you know it, the Commanders was winning. And they were on the verge of winning, but uh, a miraculous kick won the game for the Jets. Who's to say maybe then they would have considered uh, maybe releasing the, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Salah? I doubt it, but uh, I was rooting for it. going to happen. Right. Well, exactly. I think they announced, they announced during the game, the game before they it. that he's going to be extending the whole staff. That's, right. That's right. Then they stunk but, the place. Uh, Come on, if you own the if you own the Jets and that happened and they lost to the Commanders and you said that Sal is going to stay, you might have changed your mind. I would have changed my mind. I that game, right? All right. Uh, tonight, believe it or not, the Jets are playing against the Cleveland Browns, and look who's quarterbacking for the Cleveland Browns. How come the Jets did not notice that Joe Flacco could still be a good quarterback? And as a matter of fact. Joe Flacco not only could be a good quarterback, but he could be in the running for comeback player of the year, along with uh, maybe DeMar Hanlon. So what a strange turn of events. What kind of coaching does not notice that Flacco might be good? So uh, all these things that bothered me like crazy. Joe, you want to say something? It would be more Joe Douglas. Oh, I just would be uh, Salah. Simply to say that he wasn't very good when he was with the Jets. He looked like he was completely cooked. He, he, had, he had that one good game when they beat the Browns. It was two touchdowns in the last two minutes. Yeah. Outside of right. that, he was he was nothing. Right, and he retired and he retired because nobody yeah, right. wanted him. Yeah, comeback player of the year, maybe guys. We yeah. shall see. No, uh, he played just four games. He's uh, not going to play Congo for these seven games. Yeah, how you wanted to say something? Yeah, um, do you think the Jets are going to go after Russell Wilson? Oh my God, that's no. another story, right? <laughs> I heard the Vikings, maybe. Or maybe the. What about the Giants? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then again, he might be washed up. So we shall see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. We shall see. We shall well, see. He, he was my starting quarterback on fantasy. I had to get rid of him. Somebody <laughs> else. Something else I picked up. Right. Baseball played too, Howie, for the Giants. What? Well, he was a good baseball player, Russell Wilson. For the he, played for the, he was second baseman in the AAA right. of Colorado Rockies. A Rockies? Oh. I thought the Yankees. He, they, he just went to spring training with the Yankees. Oh, okay. That's a good card to get then, a uh, Russell Wilson baseball card. You can actually get a baseball card. See a picture of him. Anyway, done with the Jets for the day. Uh, if the Jets really lose next week, maybe I'll uh, take out the book that I got last week. I got the Hanukkah, and maybe I'll read about when the Jets were good. We'll see, <laughs> so. Anyway, when we were all those pages young. yellow. When we were young. Is that a fiction book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's out of this world. <laughs> right. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, sometimes you think that somebody cursed the Jets. Or following the Giants out of uh, yeah out of Yankee Stadium, they left uh, Shea Stadium for that stupid stadium in the Meadowlands. I don't know. Yep. The Jets, the Jets occur anyway. With the Yankees, 
<laughs> IKF got traded, and Higgy didn't get traded. Signed. He signed the free agent. Yeah, right. He <laughs> got he was signed as a free agent, and Higgy uh, is so appreciative of being on on the uh, mother team, and he wrote some things in the paper about how great the organization was to him. He was the longest tenured Yankee, and mm -hmm. uh, up until last year. So he's gone, but he really appreciated being a Yankee. Now, uh, left-hander Cody Morris is uh, from the Guardians in exchange for Stavon Floreal. I've seen Floreal play for the Scranton uh, Rail Riders. He looks so good in the minor leagues. He looks like a star. And he comes to the majors. Who knows? Maybe he gets the heebie-jeebies, but he's not the same ball player. So he's gone. Now, with the Yankees, let's let's – Look at it positively, okay? We got Cole, and let's hope that uh, Nestor is all better. And I have a hunch that Montez and Rodon, they're the keys. If they come back and they pitch the way they've pitched before, and I think they'll get a fifth pitcher, we got ourselves a rotation, we have ourselves a middle relief, and we have ourselves a closer, and we have a heck of a batting order with Verdugo and Soto, uh, I, I'm willing to bet that they'll definitely make the playoffs this coming year, and who's to know how far they're going to go. And the last thing I want to say, as a Yankee fan and a Dodger hater, I'm not worried <laughs> about Yamamoto. And all right? On the Dodgers, somehow, actually, I'm glad it happened because now there'll be more Dodger fans. Actually, There'll be more Dodger haters. Haters. <laughs> so that's my report for today, and I thank you, Mark. Yeah, thank you. Anybody want to comment on that lengthy report? <laughs> Is that over five minutes? Mm. Over. Is he paying so he's, he's, got, he's, got two, he's got two. We sports. need the hook, like it. Uh, no, he has. Follows. He has. He has two teams, so we have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Ten minutes. Um, okay. I think I covered everything this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to comment. Play. They're afraid to comment. All right, let's go. I will. On I have one. Roger, Roger. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. What do you got? Joe, I have one comment. You know, when the Jets first moved out of first moved out of uh, Shea and went to uh, Giant Stadium, they were clearly you know the second second class citizens. But when they built the new field, it was built uh, for e equally. So. Yeah. Right. I don't think I don't think that's an issue anymore. They're just a terrible team, a terribly managed team, a terribly owned team. Ah. That's right. All right. And you know what? Come back next week. I'm going to give another report. Yeah. Okay. Roger. Yeah, I don't want to talk about the Jets. I'll talk about the uh, IKF. Just a little follow up. What Mike said. Uh, yeah. But, um, Mitch Garver landed in Texas when they uh, the Twins traded him for uh, IKF and a prospect. That was by, back in March 2022. Um, Great. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, he played last year. He played second, third, and short, and all outfield spots for the Yankees. So, like like Howie, I know, mentioned, seemed like a good utility guy. I mean, not a lot of power. I mean, last year he hit, what, 242, which among all the bad batting averages was better than most. In, uh, and he's not average, actually. Yeah, right. Six homers, 37 ribbies. He stole 14 bases. One of the few guys that had you know, some speed there in 113 games. But uh, I yeah. think he could catch. Yeah, yeah right. Catch it, right. right. He made, he he made contact that. all the time. Right. Really contact guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Fred? Yeah, just want to say on the Jets, I hope from an individual standpoint that Garrett Wilson 
gets 42 yards in receiving, so he, he can become, I'm not sure if he's the first Jet or one of the only players to have a thousand yard receiving in his first two years as a as a player. Okay. That should be with the see if we'll find that out tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's right. Okay. Thank you for that. Let's move on to the the Mets moments by Joe from New Jersey. And uh your report is sponsored by get this non Otis elevators. Is <laughs> <laughs> so there Schindler Otis, makes it. Uh, Schindler, Otis yeah. no, no, Otis Elevators yes. sponsoring you this week. Okay, so it'll be a short report. Nothing much going on. There's rumors about Giolito, and uh, Roger just posted a few minutes ago about uh, the Jets. Uh, Mets will be involved, hopefully, with going after uh, J.D. Martinez. Yeah. It um, made a nice comeback last year. Otherwise, they're just, uh, you know, Again, there's nothing new going on. Uh, hopefully, there's something going on in the background. They have a chance again, like uh, you know, like Michael said about the Yankees. If uh, if Severino uh, comes through, right, and uh, you know they've got at least uh, three decent starting pitchers, and they've uh, you know ramped up the bullpen, and Diaz will come back, and um, they're not strong enough to compete with Atlanta. There's no way that they can possibly win the division, but they could. Maybe make card. the uh, make the wild card. Otherwise, um, I know there's nothing much else going on at the moment. We'll see. Okay. Anybody want to comment, uh, Gerald? Joe, anything on Justin Turner? No, I haven't heard anything. Okay. That would be a nice move on their part. He can radio silence. Any any news? Nothing is. But I don't. I don't think that. I don't think they go after both Turner and Martinez. I think mm. they just go after one or the other. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably. Yeah, if one says no, then we'll go for you. Match yeah. being second. Uh, I'd like to. I wouldn't mind to. I wouldn't mind seeing they get one or the other. Larry, you know the Mets are have a luxury tax bill. Yes, hundred million dollars. You know that. Yep. The highest number. I don't think they're going to have much room to, for going after some uh, some of these players. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. They hurt themselves. It, they hurt themselves very badly. So we'll see. In, in I, mean, I, really, I really think they're going to reset this year and uh, yes, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah Joe. In, in, in addition to the luxury tax, I think the payroll is $350 million all-time record. So, yeah, I think they're going to reset this year. I think they want their farm system to start uh, being productive. Um, hopefully, their, their scouting department and play development department will, uh, yeah. will, will start to bear fruit. But yeah. I think I, you can never fall Cohen – for not spending. Well, he said he said he wanted to play the long game and, and rebuild yeah, everything yeah. that uh, they have to be minimal this year. They got to do something to yeah. be minimal. Yeah. Right. So they got to be doing something in this week's. Maybe they're waiting for the new year to come and go. No. Uh, Fred. <laughs> yeah. If they're really pushing for 2025, but they still want to be competitive in 2024, but I really need Justin Turner. Maybe maybe it's smart to, to try Beatty and Vientos at third base. See what they got. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vientos, mm-hmm. I don't know, he, he went to train with Francisco Lindor. I mean, Turner I mean, I mean, or Justin Turner for DH. Right. Yeah, but, but I mean, let's try those guys at third base. I mean, the Yankees put Volpe at short, and he wasn't much of a hitter. He, all right, he did it, 20 home runs. Beatty and Vientos can't be worse than Volpe this year. Mm. 
Bring back Volpe. Well, Volpe, Volpe was a pretty good fielder. That's one. <laughs> yeah, thing no, I'm talking. That... I only. I'm talking about hitting. <laughs> yeah, that the, the, yeah. the neither Beatty or uh, no, no, I know. Has shown anything as uh, defensive. No, I, I know. As far as fielding, Volpe was that's, that's first a, class. That's a big but, issue. But as far as hitting, I think Beatty and Vantos can be just as good yeah. as him. But, but, but Fred yeah. Beatty good is a point, Fred. fielder. Good I never point. saw. I never well, saw a third baseman get hit by by a fly ball. Uh, that was blown uh, by the wind. He got hit in the head. Do you remember that? That? Was, that? that was one play. Come on, give a guy. You know, put put the guys at the, if you put the guys out there. Let's see what they got once and for all. Let them play. Hey, full season. Let them play a full season. Yeah, go ahead, Roger. Yeah, Larry had the answer about bringing back Vogel back. I think right. <laughs> I haven't heard if anybody he's wants. Cheap, he's dirty. cheap enough. Eyes. <laughs> Gerald and I, Gerald and I, I are going to kill ourselves. How is he doing this winter, Vogelback? That's <laughs> when you. All right. Anybody, anybody, gonna... anybody pick him up? No. Uh, yeah. I so. uh, we're going to skip over your giant report for a second, Fred. I want to go to Howie's yeah. West Coast report. Go ahead. From Howie, you have a West Coast report giants. for us? Baseball giant. Yeah. Okay. You're sponsored by Sidewalk Cracks. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Very very quickly, uh, I'm sure a lot of you saw the Niners get pummeled by the Ravens. Yeah. It's another reason why I think uh, Lamar, Lamar Jackson is like, probably the best quarterback in the league with, with uh, uh, apologies to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, but the Niners control their own destiny. They play the Commanders at Washington next week. But then the last game of the season is at home, and it's against the Rams who I told this this group early on the season that the Rams, when they get healthy, are really good, and they are really good. Uh, so they could – that last game could be very important for both teams. If the, if the Niners win both these games, they get the number one seed a, uh, a game off. If not, then it's kind of up in the air. But watch out for the Rams. Uh, but isn't Herbert saw, out? A what? Isn't Herbert out? No, you know, he's the Chargers. 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 Uh, right, Stafford's, Chargers. Stafford's playing. Got yeah, Stafford's Stafford's playing. playing. Everybody's uh, back. <laughs> so uh, that would be a great game to watch. Hope you guys can see it on the, uh, the East Coast. Uh, regarding the Giants, not getting Yamamoto, uh now their their backup plan is uh to they're looking to sign Blake Snell. However, with Yamamoto gone, a lot of other teams are interested in signing Snell, which means that the Giants, who have an abundance of outfielders and an abundance of triple A, they have six pitchers, triple A pitchers who are ready to take the next step that they could bundle in a trade. And who would they trade for? Well, this came this came out just today. Uh, one, uh, one pitcher is Corbin Burns from the Brewers, who's 29 years old, two years younger than Snell, has a year of a contract left over. Uh, he, he and Logan Webb can make a good you know, co-ace. The other pitcher that's being mentioned is uh, the White Sox Dylan Cease, who had a bad year last year, but he has two years left to his contract, and he's been 
he's been a pretty good pitcher. Uh, finally, there's uh, the former A's pitcher on the Marlins, Jesus Lazardo. He's got three years left on his contract. It'll be expensive trade, but he's only 26 years old. Uh, and the Giants, like, I'll, I could name these pitchers, but you won't know who they are anyway. But uh, the other thing that, 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 that's driving me crazy, and Roger and Mike, we, we text each other, and Mike bemoans the Yankees, and I bemoan the Giants, is they, <laughs> you know, they got the Korean guy who's perfect for the ballpark. He sprays Wait. the ball. Over, but they really need a middle of the order upper. Uh, and uh, no one's mentioned it, but I'd love to have uh, like a JD Martinez type, you know, at DH or somebody like him. And I'm hoping that they do it. Uh, the fans out here, with all that's happening, you know, the Giants are only 17th in attendance. They used to sell out all the time. Oh, the team owns the ballpark. It's fully paid. The mortgage is over. They own the land. So it's just they got little gobs of money to spend. And, uh, uh, you know, the Dodgers basically ceded the uh, division to the Dodgers, but they couldn't get the wild card. But uh, that's pretty much what's going on here. And nothing else. I just came back from Arizona, so I'm doing laundry. <laughs> very good, very good. Thank you for that. I want to comment, Joe. Yeah, I just wanted to say I think it might have been the post that mentioned that the 49ers might not have wanted to show everything in the game, uh, the Monday night game against the Ravens. Wanted to hold something back. I don't know what you think about that. Yeah, Mike could mention that on a text. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I don't know. They didn't. I mean, they were using McCaffrey. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, the Niners are a really good team when they get a lead, and then their defense pummels the other team. They were, you know, it was it was like a baseball score at the end of the first half, and then Lamar just became Lamar. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Uh... Fred and then Mike. Yeah, how, why would they? Why would they want to hold something back when they still haven't clinched the the, the first round bye? I mean, yeah. Detroit, I mean, Detroit Lions could, could sneak in if the 49ers lose two games or yeah. whatever the Eagles. So the Eagles? I don't think they were. I don't think they were holding anything back. So that first round bye is is very important. The division. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I really don't Not think so. Now. I think they were just really outplayed by a team. Yeah, the Ravens have this feeling that they're they're, uh, they're not respected in the yeah. league, and well, this was a real statement game for them. As an aside, Mar Jackson now is twenty wins and one loss in his career against NFC teams. You right. know who the one loss was? Giants. Last year to the last year to the Giants. Wow, a good quarterback. Lots of points, fantasy was. Right. Uh, Michael and Gerald. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's funny because uh, on Sunday, I just have, like uh, like uh, Howie was saying, I just have to be, be texting with him, with Howie, and uh, Kristen McCaffrey made such an incredible touchdown. And it just goes to show you what a great running back he is. Uh, he's, he's everything that John Riggins ever was as far as mm-hmm. a, a running back goes. 
And what I'm concerned about, faster. there was a time up until a couple of weeks ago where the conversation was for Brock Purdy to be the most valuable player. And all of a sudden, he's uh, more human. You know, he's uh, he, he's struggling a little bit. And it just goes to show you what happens when uh, you, you, you fall out of a groove, you know, and uh, you see that over and over again. Yeah. Maybe the balls were deflated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Gerald, game. Howie, it seems that the Giants have a lot of money to spend. Witness their attempt to get uh, Aaron Judge last year, going after Yamamoto, et cetera. Uh, they seem to want to attract a big star. What is the problem with San Francisco attracting a big star? Yeah. I, uh, well, hitting-wise, the ballpark is not good for – uh, a power hitter. It really is, and it's just a big, big ballpark. Pitching wise, it's terrific. Pitching, uh, and they, in, but it seem they seem to be the depository of of guys who uh, want to sign a one two year contract and then go for the big money. Witness Kevin Gaussman. <clears throat> witness Carlos Rodon. Uh, so uh, I don't know. Uh, I think. Uh, I, I think they'll I, I expect to, for them to be active in the trade market, you know. Uh, uh the fans are like I said, if you listen to sports radio out here, the fans are so pissed off because they got plenty of money to spend and the fans are going, I'm not gonna see the game, forget it and all. So we'll see. And the A's are gonna lose 130 games this year. <laughs> the, you know what the, the ace fans are they are having their own fan fest the anti-ace fan fest in february <laughs> will, will the will the a's have a, a higher winning percentage than the pistons <laughs> <laughs> i think so we'll roger you want to say something before it reminds we'll... me of the old new orleans saints when the pay the fans were wearing the bags, and it was yeah. what I had the ain'ts, right? right. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Fred, we'll come back to you now. The, your your okay. Giants report, sponsored by you know Miniature Golf, right? Sure. Num- hole number five. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sounds good to me. Well, the, the, with the, the windmill. The the big question in Giant Land this week was who's going to play quarterback the final two games. Yeah. Hey, Taylor, Ty, uh, Tyrod Taylor or uh, Tommy DeVito. They've gone with Taylor, and I think part of it, they're, they're looking to win those two games. Seven and ten sounds is better than five and twelve. And I think, yeah, true. I, th- I think they want they're not they're not going to lay down. And on on the one hand, on the one hand, you think they would play DeVito because Taylor's not going to be on the team next year, and they could see a little bit more as far as player development. But there's another school of thought is that they really like Tyra Taylor and they want to use as a favor to him, play these two games so he can showcase his, his talent for other teams to, to actually see, see what they have. Because as because this year is, as you all know, the, this is the year of the backup quarterback in the NFL and, Yep. And it's been so, and and he he'll be a, a good light, a good asset for somebody. So, but the, the other school of thought is that Dable wants to have a record seven wins. Like I said, sounds better than five wins. And he's playing 
playing him to uh, to try to win these last two games. And uh, he he thinks that the uh, that Taylor gives him a better chance to win, which is probably in the short term is probably true. So we'll have to see. But you know, they now obviously they were they came somewhat close against the Eagles, but they're going to move on to next year. They they don't have a lot of free agents who they're going to lose. And they just need, again, like the Jets, they're going to have to, you know, try to up, upgrade the offensive line is the big thing with them. And, and, and hopefully we don't know, nobody knows what Daniel Jones is going to be coming back next year, the beginning of the season. So if they, if they drafted right now, I think they'd be number five in the draft. And, you can't guarantee a rookie quarterback is going to be successful in the first year. So we'll have to see what they do next, what their plans are for the off season. But it's been a disappointing season to say the least. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Michael, that's it. I just wanted to say that the post has a new name for Tommy DeVito. They're calling him Tommy DeCito. Oh. <laughs> well, like I said, like I said, I think last week, the, the veto is, is similar to 2012 of uh, Lynn Sanity. Oh, mm. oh, yeah. it's, it's a very short shelf life. <laughs> yeah. Now watch yeah, uh, watch Tyrod Taylor get put down early in the game, and here, here he comes yeah, again. Veto, right. Here he comes again. Ooh. That's right. All right. Thank you for that. I, I, think, I think Joe has his hand up. Joe has a hand up? Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it strikes me as just, I don't know, the whole thing strikes me as unfair, as if they really don't know what the hell they're doing, the Giants. If Taylor's not going to be on the team next year and they're going to need a backup quarterback, right. I, would, I would have stayed with DeVito. I do not understand so, this. So, so so would I. And, you know, it's very interesting. Yeah. If you read the two local papers in New York, not Newsbakes, I don't, but the News and the Post, the Post beat writer firmly believes Paul Schwartz that they should play DeVito. In the News... Pat Leonard is sounds like he's so for some reason it almost comes out he's really so anti DeVito. Yeah. It really almost like he doesn't like him. It's a, there's, there's no way they he should be playing. You know. I don't know. All right, they're not the coach. It was a great story, and now that I live out here, you know, he's just about less than a half an hour north of me. But you know, you know what's interesting about him in college, I, I remember seeing him at Syracuse. You know, and it, and then I think he got benched at Syracuse. Yeah. For uh, I mean, I, I remember seeing him in college. I thought this guy was okay. I never thought, I never seemed to me like he was an NFL quarterback. Mm. College, mm. Right, right, Steve? Steve, you're yeah. a Syracuse man. Right place at the right time. I don't know. All right, let us. Let us where had Melton? You want? No, I think I think uh, Devito went to Umberto's for a change. Some chicken palm. <laughs> I thought he was gonna go to your house, Joe. He didn't yeah. him over. Yeah. Joe, you gotta put a flag out of your house here. Yeah, he's charging. I, I think he went to Umberto's too and El Monte Carmela's to work <laughs> out. And the King Umberto's, that's what happened. King Umberto's. King Umberto's. Yeah. All right. Let's let's move on. Um in in uh, in baseball, you know, they they had some more changes. They made some new changes. For this year, coming up. So with the men on base, the pitch count is coming down from 20 to 18. Oh. Yes, they figure two seconds with men on base would make a big difference. I don't know. Uh, they plan on widening the base path at first base 
So there's no interference calls. Okay. Uh, they also said if a pitcher's warming up to start an inning, he must face at least one batter. That's crazy. Yes, and sometimes they start warming up, and the, they, they said, no, we, we're going to change the pitcher at that time. But now the second starts to warm up, he has to face one Thank batter. You. And then they uh, want to reduce the total number of mound visits. Anyone know how many there are in a game? Five. I think it's going to go from six to five, right? Yeah. That's for the whole game. Whole game, yeah. The whole game. Jay has his hand up, Mark. Yeah, Jay, thank you. I, I thought it was from seven to six, but um, anyway, but but the real my, my real question was about this whole thing with the um, this warm up. You have to pitch to one batter, but you already have a rule that says if you come in the game, you have to pitch to three batters. So, so that's a relief pitcher, yeah. I guess, in the middle of the inning. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. Yeah. In the middle of an inning. Well, maybe if you if you come in as a relief yeah. pitcher to start an inning. Yeah, the, the, right. I thought no matter when you came some, in, you had a face. Some gray matter. matter. We're yeah. not, so we don't that's know not yet. like a conflict. So that's yeah, hmm. interesting. Change the game again. Just get used to something. I change the game again. You'll be watching stickball. Uh, the Braves yeah. announced that. Uh, how do you pronounce it? Andrelton Simmons. Andrelton. Andrelton. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He's retiring. Uh, as a brave yeah. and uh, great fielding shortstop. Yeah, I didn't think he had enough shelf life. I mean, how many years was he in the league? He's still a young, relatively young guy. I yeah, think. then they traded him to the Angels, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's him. even thirty, but he's he's hanging it up. Um, an article came out. I don't know where I saw it, but would you vote for these guys into the Hall of Fame? These are guys who are long retired. Some of them short retired, but uh, they're they're not on the uh, the their time has come and gone. Like Dick Allen, would you put him in the yes. hall? Yes or no? Absolutely. Yes. 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 Anybody Absolutely. would not put him in the hall. Tell us. No. Exactly. Uh, what about Bill Freehand? No. How long he played, and he was only yeah. a catcher, I believe. I don't think he played another position. Correct. Only played catcher for the Tigers. Yeah, and he won two championships, maybe. Sixty-eight. 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 Was one. He was. He wasn't there in '84, right? Okay. No. Okay. Uh. Regardless of uh, the uh, the drugs, uh, Rafael Palmero. No. 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 With drugs. 3,000 hits, right? Let's say 500 home runs, right? Right. Don't attack me. What, Gerald? He said before Congress, I never took any drugs. Right. Right. The lie. Did they prove that he took drugs? A lot of people he tested like positive. Did he test? No, he tested positive. You know how many people took, took the drugs in those days, and they just animal. Bobby Gritch, would you put him in? No, no, no. no. Good second baseman, but not a great second baseman. No. Carlos yeah, Beltran. How about Carlos Beltran? Yes. Yes. Who? Like, Probably. 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 Yeah. Mark, who? Who's uh, that? Beltran. Billy Wagner. Yes. Yes. No. yes. 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 Uh, yeah. I think his time's going to be this year. Yeah. I think his time's going to be this year. 
All right, there were two. There were two deaths related in, in baseball this week. He left out. He left out Jeff Kent, who should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't even yeah, have he should. <clears throat> he wasn't on that list. So you're not well, Kent and Allen, Kent and Allen were not very list. popular with the writers. I know. I know. Well, neither of them. Neither of those guys. Right. So that's Joan, one of the reasons. Joan Ford and Arlene Howard both died. Yeah, yeah. sort of. Yeah. So Whitey and Elston's uh, wow brides. And they they both recently were guests of the Yankees on Old Timers Day, Joan mm. Ford and Arlene Howard, and then there was a fella. Joan Ford died at home. I think there's more than five people. I'll say three people on the panel. Whoever heard of Ryan Miner? No. Anybody? Yes. Give a finger if you heard of Ryan Miner. Heard the name, but I don't know. Just two of us. 49 years old, died of cancer. He's the one yeah. who replaced Cal Ripken to end mm. his record streak. He was well, a Baltimore Insider uh, in 98, drafted by the O's in 96, debuted in 98, uh, started at third base. Uh, Cal Ripken sat after the 26-32 consecutive games. Eventually played 142 major league games for the Orioles and the Expos. And uh, 49 years old, huh? 49 cancer. Ryan Miner. Fred. Fred. Is Fred, is Fred frozen? Fred's frozen. It's frozen. It's frozen. It's frozen. frozen. It's frozen. Oh, he's coming back. Reboot. Coming back to life? There he is. Fred, was your yeah. hand up? Yeah. Go ahead. He's, he's the guy. I only noticed because I read in the paper. He's the guy who replaced Cal, Rip, um, Cal Ripken. I said that. Oh, that's the only reason I heard of him. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think he froze when I gave this story. All right, go back to right, yeah, yeah. Go back to Frank. <laughs> All right, Roger, we're up to your we're up to your your hot wire on football. Give me okay. a hot wire on football. Yeah. What? Okay. No, uh, no sponsor, Mark. Uh, not for this one. Not for this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> the big the big question mark here was this Russell Wilson kind of business. Um, they supposedly the Broncos supposedly are you know are benching him for the last two games. They're going to start this uh, Jared Stidham guy, um, and supposedly he could be released if he doesn't defer. He's got some kind of injury guarantee trigger date yeah. in his contract for 2025. I was just reading about this today. If he suffers a serious injury, the Broncos are responsible for his 37 million salary before it becomes fully guaranteed in March 2024. So apparently there's been some wrangling with the league and with the lawyers and you know about all this kind of thing. So uh yeah, it sounds like they, they may they're gonna release this guy. I think he still has plenty of football left in him, but uh hasn't worked that well with the Broncos, which kind of surprised me. I thought it would he work. He brought him back. He brought him back there. They were in playoff contention, weren't they? Yeah, they weren't. They've kind of fully faltered the last couple of games. His his yards oh. um, per per pass are pretty low this year. I think it's under seven yards a pass or something. But that may be more just, you know, the the, the roster that he has to deal with there on on, the, on yeah. Denver, but um, yeah, I, I, he would be I'd be an upgrade. I would think for most teams, I think he's still a pretty talented guy. You put the right you know line in front of him. He's you know yeah. some athleticism. I, he's got a strong arm. I mean, he can scramble. I mean, I, I still think he's he's got plenty of positives. So that that was really the big thing going on there. Um, the Vikings had a big loss. The tight end um, uh, T.J. Hawkinson is out for the season. Yeah, tired towards ACL and his MCL. So uh, he had he had 96 catches, 960 yards, and five touchdowns before the injury, which was among the best in the league. Mm -hmm. Also, pass rusher DJ uh, 
Uh, Wonham is also out for the year at Torn Quad. So that was a big loss for them. Uh, they're going to start quarterback Jaron Hall versus the Packers. So I guess they're still technically in, in the mix, the Vikings. They might be able to uh, grab a playoff spot. Uh, Eagles' Jalen Hurts set the single-season record for rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. Mm. Uh, Lions clinched the uh, NFC North with their win versus the Vikings. Um, let's see, the, the Dolphins got a playoff spot when they won over Dallas. Uh, I know Tyreek Hill was active. And he's still trying to get the, uh, I guess, what, he'd become the first wide receiver to get 2,000 yards receiving yeah. in, a, in a season. But he needs about, like, 450 yards. So it's going to have to average about 150-plus per game, which I know will be tough. Uh, Trevor Lawrence cleared concussion protocol, but then uh, he got hurt his shoulder in the loss to the Bucks, So uh, he might be done for the season. And our, our fan, uh, former Jet quarterback Geno Smith of the Seahawks, was uh, back versus the Titans. And that's pretty much what I got, Mark. That's it. Uh, Joe, you want to comment? Yeah, I, mean, I just want just in general. I mean, I watched the Kansas City game. They don't they don't look the way they did. They just look sloppy. They don't look right. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. Think something's I, missing. Yeah, yeah. They they're thin at the wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. they have more yeah. drops than anybody any team in the NFL. Drop. Hmm? Drops. Have drops. Have yeah. more drops than anything yeah. in the NFL. I haven't, uh, yeah. you know, this, this is a team, this is a, you know, Andy Reid is a, you know, is a well, a well-respected coach and Mahomes is a great quarterback and yet they just, they look like something's missing this year. There could be sport. two problems. There could be two problems. Number one is Taylor Swift and That's too many distractions. <laughs> Maybe. Distraction Right. And you know what else I'm wondering? Does anybody think anybody notice that uh, Mahomes? He sure has a lot of commercials. Yeah, yeah. 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 With Andy Reid, their problem is they don't have a go-to wide receiver. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, have they don't. That, that's that. That's that could be. That's the only problems they got. That, nothing. I don't think anything else is a distraction. I think they're very, they're thin at the wide receiver. All right. All right. It'll be strange having a Super Bowl without them, right? Yeah. <laughs> Don't write them off yet. Don't write them off yet. So uh I'm looking all right, Jay. Yeah, so on Kansas City, I think they um I think um Fred kinda had it right, you know, that that they that the other teams realize that, you know, Kelsey is the first, second, and third option and they're kind of, you know, playing that way. Um they brought when they brought back McCole Hardman, he was good for one game and then right. you know <laughs> and then kind of has disappeared. Um, you know, I mean, their running game's a little off. Pacheco's been hurt. And also, they, um, even yeah. last year when they brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, who was very good in Pittsburgh, he wasn't that good for Kansas City. I I know I had him on my fantasy team, and he killed me. Um, <laughs> uh, going back to Denver for a minute on Russell Wilson, I was looking at something on ESPN a little earlier, and actually next year's salary is guaranteed regardless. The whole thing about injury is for the year after. That if he Maybe gets injured, the, that. if he gets injured, the second you know twenty twenty five season salary would kick in. So, so they're gonna have a big, uh, big hit either way, either right. big or very big, yeah. if they let him go. Yeah, I think we've seen the last him playing the Broncos. Yeah, it looks we'll like I will we'll see. Maybe the Redskins need him. Right? Redskins could pick him up. Vikings, Redskins. Somebody took a flyer. You know, when the Giants played on Christmas Day uh, this week, right? Yeah. 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 It was the first time in 1,452 games that they played 
that they played on a uh, Christmas day. Hmm. Wow. I that was interesting. The Vikings uh, approved to get a new turf for their stadium, the U.S. Bank Stadium for next year. I guess less injuries with new turf. Regular turf, not artificial. No, new turf means new turf. artificial, no? It's, yes. it's still turf. Less injuries with this particular type. I don't know what it's called. Mm. And there was a story with the Eagles security chief, Dom DeSantro. <laughs> yeah. uh, he wanted to, hold on, he wanted, to, he was suing for $100,000 and was denied. Um, banned from sidelines for the remainder of the year. Suppose the chief security guy, he stepped on a 49er linebacker. Yeah. You hear about yeah. that, Howie? Yeah. Dre yeah. Greenlaw. Yeah. He stepped yes. on Dre Greenlaw on purpose yeah. <laughs> during a game on the sidelines. He might have yeah, had an accident. He was picked out by the game. He had to leave the field. But yeah, they're both kicked out. And then he, they're both kicked right. Yeah. yeah. And his appeal for $100,000 was denied. So, uh, so much for him. Um, the NFL, I know you're interesting in this, you, you love this story. The Pro Bowl. <laughs> They've approved to do a tug of war. So oh, they're going to be a tug of war. Somebody will get hurt. Ball, yeah. Precision passing. Hurt your wrist, yeah. To the pin in golf. The mad like gaming event. Sounds like Battle of the Network Stars, Mark. That's what it sounds like to me for the Pro Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, of course, they'll play their, their touch football game or flag football. Whatever flag football. Yeah. Uh, Gerald? Just to digress, I have a question for you guys. I think in one of the games this weekend, there was a penalty for too many players in the huddle? Yes. What you, can't the have, hell? you can't have more than 11, 11 players in the huddle. How often does that happen? It's happened. I've seen Who it. Who counts? One of the officials. That's his job to count every every huddle. So, Good job, yes. Yeah, most of the penalties for too many. That is rare, though. But most of because most of the penalties for too many men on the field are on the defense. Yeah. It is yeah. rare that you see that on the offense. So, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing that some guy has to count every play on defense. That sounds yeah. like something like for the back judge or something, or you yeah. know, I don't know. It happens in the quarterback. Boy, oh boy, you can't even look in the stands for a second. You got to count. <laughs> yeah, hey, Mike. And then the, the Packers suspended yeah. Jerry Arizona for some kind of weird Alexander. Yeah. Wonder. What was that all about? I can. You, you want me to try to explain it? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Before each game, the Packers have three captains who go out for the towing course. This past week, they were playing in Carolina. He's from Charlotte. He decided on his own, I'm going to go out because I'm from Charlotte and I want to be as the fourth captain without telling anybody. <laughs> and and for the coin toss, you know, they toss the coin, and usually the winner of the coin toss says, we'll defer, so they can choose, you know, in the second hand. But instead of saying defer, he said, we want the defense on the field. That was the difference. So by saying that, Carol, that was their choice. So now Carolina had the choice to start the second half. So Green Bay was going to start with the defense on the field in both halves. Oh, now, my God. So, and apparently this guy is an all-pro quarterback. And somebody said, no, and somebody said, nobody noticed on the Packers sideline, the head coach or anybody there, that he was running out as the captain. Now, 
they suspended him, and the head coach said, well, we're suspending him, the general manager, but it's really my fault. I should have known he's from Charlotte and made him one of the three captains. Oh. And, and as yeah. a side, they did win the game 33-30 in overtime. Yeah. So, well, there were three other captains with him there. And right. Why is he making the call? That isn't no, no, because as they were saying, the referee says, you're the visiting team. The referee doesn't know. He says, what's right. the call? He spoke before the other three could say anything. And he he right. like shouted out and said, we want the defense. And the referee even said to him, or somebody said to him, you mean defer? He says, I don't know. I said, we want the defense on the field. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what defer means. That's yeah, the whole that, thing. that reminds me, I don't know if you guys remember, years and years ago in the old AFL, it was an overtime game. With, I think it was Kansas City. or They were in Dallas at the time. Abner Haynes, they won the coin toss. And he said, we, we'll, we'll, we, want, we want the defense on the field first. You know, in sudden death, when you know before mm. you know before you had a chance to, the other team had a chance right. to score. It was a whole big thing with that. Right. That's why they suspended him. Mm. That's why he didn't get his degree, whatever school he went to. Rhodes. <laughs> but the thing is, the, the guy is an all pro, is an all pro cornerback. Yeah, sure. You sure. know, it's not like sure. some schmuck who's number fifty three on the team. Yeah. You know. My balls speak for me. <laughs> all right. So. Um, Hey, Mark, Joe, Joe had his hand up. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, I just wanted to say, we'll go back to the uh, Broncos and Wilson. Um, <laughs> when Peyton came in as coach, he trashed Hackett and ho Hackett's whole offensive system and said he could, yeah. re you know, said he could make uh, Wilson into what he was. So there's a lot of egg on, on uh, a lot of faces in uh, Denver now. Yeah, yeah. And somebody else, uh, Mike? No, there was uh, a referee once. Who messed up the coin toss? And yeah. he's that, that, yeah, that was a weird one, right? He said uh, it was heads and it was tails yeah. or something yeah. like that. <laughs> that was confusing, also. But I, I just wonder what if it was someone like Tyree Kill going in there and, and making that kind of mistake? They would have suspended him. I don't know. I'll no. be <laughs> All right. So, uh, did you guys, uh, anybody watch the Fenway Bowl today and the Pinstripe Bowl? The the I had on. Saw a couple of scores. Who who won the SMU Boston College? We're starting Boston, Boston College. Boston College twenty three. Won the Fenway Bowl, and Rutgers of Miami. I don't know. It was, it was fourteen seven Rutgers last I looked. I don't know. All right, and they have the Pop Tarts Bowl. Yeah, five forty five from Orlando. I mean, like, if I had like the Armpit Bowl, that'd be. The Alamo Bowl tonight also, Oklahoma and Arizona. Oh, they have the two worst teams playing the toilet bowl? Oh, my yeah. God. So Florida State has begun the, the process to, to, to process to leave the ACC. Besides them being pissed and not being um, in, the in, the top, in the top four for the playoff, it's, it's more than just that. The earliest that can leave is June of 2025. They need to give the, the conference a one-year notice. They must pay $120 million exit fee to the ACC, plus there are more fees, including $360 million. That's a lot of money, but I guess they have it. The race tuition. Uh, it's a public school. Isn't Florida State a public school? Yeah, probably is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wiley, the, the, the Florida, Florida State president, 
threatened to leave the conference if the league didn't modify its revenue distribution. Uh, and they said Big Ten SEC teams are both interested in, uh, in, in Florida State. And now they're saying that Clemson, Miami, and North Carolina may want to leave the ACC too. More to come. More to come. Go, uh, to go back to the Big East. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Big East, yeah. What do we have in basketball, Freddie? Right, basketball, well, the Knicks played two games against the Bucks over Christmas. They won game two on on Monday, so they split the series with the Bucks. Then they played last night, lost on Oklahoma City in the first of a three-game road trip. Where Oklahoma City was just a very, very good team. They out, outplayed them. The Knicks, yep. Knicks are still in the if the playoffs were to start today, I think the Knicks would be six or seven. You know, they're, they're playing all right, but they're not still not one of the elite teams. And see, the, Net, the Nets yesterday sort of treated yesterday's game against Milwaukee as an exhibition game. <laughs> After the first period, they didn't play Bridges and two other guys, and they sat out some other guys, and they, they got killed by Milwaukee. They did, they did have a little bit of a scare Tuesday night when the Detroit Pistons played them tough. Yeah, they actually had a twelve-point lead in the first quarter, but the Nets did prevail. And it would yeah. be very ironic if the Pistons somehow upset the Celtics and beat the Celtics tonight in in Boston. <laughs> so they, I'll take they that. Wouldn't, they wouldn't break that record. But let's see what else in basketball on the college level. St. John's played a very good game. Fell short against Connecticut the other night, but they they did look somewhat decent at some. After the beginning of the game, when they, when Connecticut just took over at the start, couldn't make some shots down the end and fell fell by four points. And they'll, they'll still, all the conference college basketballs will, will will be in full swing now. We'll see what's you know how that who shapes up. Right now, Purdue is the number one team in the country, but that's uh, subject to changes. Conference play starts. And that's about it on basketball. And the WNBA is going to be starting with their free agency period. To see who signs with what teams. They're getting ready to start their season in May. And and that's about it. Okay, we got a couple of comments before you go to hockey. Sure. Joe? Hockey, yeah, I just wanted to ask Fred what he thinks about – you know, I thought that the Knicks could have won that game last night. And I think – Possibly it was the one game that I've seen so far where they really missed uh, Mitchell Robinson. They did. Because, because the guy... they just couldn't stop. Uh, you know, a guy like Chet Holmgren doesn't mm-hmm. look like he should stand a chance against somebody like Robinson. I know. Well, he has been playing very well this year. He's I agree, but he's points. still, you know, he's... Yeah, he's they, a... did miss, they did miss Robinson. It's that they couldn't get over the hump. They only led once. I know. Three, I know. He kept getting close and... Yeah. They're a good. They're a good team. There's no doubt about it. But a guy, but to get a, let a guy like Holmgren, you know, to work around the net. Yeah. You know, Oklahoma City is a very good team. They, they the are. Night before they yeah. played, they beat Minnesota, which is having you know? a great year by 23. And then they're very under un, under yeah. under under the radar. Under the radar. Under the radar. Right. That's right. That's right. They're, they're yeah. a good team. Considering they've been lousy the last few years. And then there's stories going around that Kevin Durant is unhappy in Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> he, he denies that. It's time. Time to move on. on. Right, time to move on. Right. He has a shelf life. You know we that. We should have had back a here. Yeah, yeah. It's just so funny. You know, you always hear Durant the big three from no fault of his own. 
The Phoenix Big Three has only played three games. Beal keeps getting hurt. I think so they're, they're in last play. place. And one, and, the Suns are in the last games, place. And one of the games I think they played, the Knicks beat them in Phoenix. So, yeah. All right, Michael. <laughs> yeah, Fred, is there any feedback about getting back to the uh, net game? Uh, they, they had all of those players out. And one question was uh, the attendance relatively uh, a full house? Yeah, and it was. Two, house. It, it was. So could, could you imagine going to a game like that where, uh, you know, it's like going to a Broadway play with uh, the yeah. biggest star with Taylor Swift? Yeah, with the, the understudy. That, 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 that's yeah. true. You know, the, you know, the, the, that's a big problem, you know, you know, for, you know, for the NBA. And I mean, it has been. I think they're trying to rectify that. But le- but last night, you know, you have to you have to balance it. But you know, baseball is is the same thing too. Yeah. I mean, if you play, I mean, I'm not saying if you have a star like like sometimes the Yankees have rested Aaron Judge. You know, if if you go to a Saturday afternoon game that's played after a Friday night game, you know, you might see, you know, play play is rested too. It's it's, you know, it's it's hard to. Uh, you know, balance out with your obligation to the fans and the obligation to your team. Wow. He, might, he might pinch it in the seventh, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. It would judge when they when a lot of times they rest him. They, 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 they he's a DH, so he, yeah, yeah. you are going to see him hit. Maybe that's not a bad, a good example. You know what, Fred? If you're if your team's in first place and you're there, it's not going to matter if they're in first yeah. place and winning. It's, that's yeah. that's what you're there really for. The kids want to see the stars. Yep. That's yeah. Okay. So there's no guarantee. Right. Uh, are you finished? Yeah. Good. Uh, I have two more basketball notes. Uh, Aaron Gordon from the Nuggets. Yeah. Is right. he a star? He's, he's a important he's piece. A, he's a star. He's he's, a, he's in their starting lineup. He's a yeah, good player. Thirteen point six points a game. He's a good player. Yeah, he suffered a hand face injury. 21 stitches in his right shooting hand due to a dog bite on Christmas Day. His dog. I didn't realize that until Roger texted that. Yeah. I was surprised by that, too. He says he's in good condition, but he'll stay away (laughs) until healed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then the Minnesota State point guard is recovering after he was shot in the leg. In Illinois on Saturday, freshman Jeremy Fears Fears underwent surgery and is resting comfortably. Um, There's not at this time there was not much on the shooting, except police responded to a home and said two people were shot: a 19-year-old woman and an 18-year-old man. Woman in the pelvis, the man in the thigh. I guess that's him in the thigh. uh, Both non-life threatening. Fears was on holiday break. He's only averaging 3.5 points a game, but you hate to see a kid get shot. <laughs> yeah. Do we have anything in hockey to talk about? Just that the Rangers are continuing to play very well, and they're still in first place. And, and you know, you, you talk about going to a game and, and being disappointed. Imagine if you went to an, your one game that you went to last year for the Islanders and you see seen them lose 7 nothing, give up, give up six goals in the second period. Amazing. <laughs> that guy, Chris Letting, their defenseman, uh, five assists in one period. It's the first oh, time it ever happened in the NHL. Oh, yeah. Read that. And y- Yamir uh, Yaga. Yaramir Yaga. Yaga, 51. He's, he's, he's going to be playing 
for a, a team he owns in in Czech in the, the Czech league they call it Czech, Czech the Republic. Czech league for the Kladno Knights he begins his 36th season and uh, he got an assist that game played 13 minutes and 44 seconds but who's counting then there's a story this is interesting the hockey governing body of the Canadian province of Newfoundland and Labrador has banned post-game handshakes yeah. in their minor leagues due to a string of altercations. <laughs> Players and coaches have been suspended of various fights following games. So here's what they can do instead. Instead of handshakes, the officials will now direct teams off the ice after the game the visiting team will skate by the home team's bench and mm-hmm. offer a glove tap or a handshake okay. before the game. Okay. Oh. How about that? Okay. How about that? Sportsmanship. Yeah. 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 And a, uh, the first female referee in the Premier League, Rebecca Welsh, blew her first whistle to start a game between Fulham and Burnley. Okay. And one day you'll talk, talk to me. We'll talk about sure. Premier Soccer Who? League. English Premier League. If, if, yeah. Oh. And the uh, Male you. Athlete of the Year. <laughs> no no, no, no uh, surprise here. Shohei Otani, Athlete of the Year, as per the AP. And Simone uh, Biles. Biles? Biles. 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 Yeah. Uh, each year, the, the let's see, award given every year since 1941. So which sport do you think has been the male? Uh, athlete of the year. What sport has brought the most uh, times in? Track and field. No, baseball. Twenty-eight times uh, by far. Uh, Track and field nine times. Give me a sport. I'll tell you how many times. Football. Thirteen times. Cricket. None. Football. Football. Curling. Basketball nine times. Okay, and uh, here's a good one. Boxing, former WBC heavyweight champ, Deontay Wilder, lost to Joseph Parker. Who are these people? Unanimously in Saudi Arabia. Wilder's only other losses have been to Tyson Fury, who's on top of the mountain right now, but he's getting old. And uh, broadcaster, uh, boxing broadcaster, Larry Merchant, is critically critically ill. Uh, He may have died for all we know when I wrote this down. 92 years old, but let's hope not. And there's a, a woman named Paula Murphy. Anybody here, huh? I saw a little nope. bit in the paper. About Patricia Hall of Fame, funny car driver. <laughs> 95 years old. So when the oh, hell wow. did she ride the funny car? Uh, <laughs> for a woman, set the standard for land speed records of 161 miles per hour. In 1963, she was driving for Andy Granatelli's team. She was known as Miss STP. Mm. Wow. I'm, I'm sure you were waiting for all that. What do you got, Gerald? Then we'll go to trivia questions. Was Larry Merchant a sports columnist for the New York Post? Yes. 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 Good one. He's. He's also very uh, much associated with HBO boxing. Right, yes. right, right, right. Okay, let's do trivia for about ten minutes, and then Milton will give us a closing. An echo, Mark. Who's echoing? You are. You are. You are. You are. 
No, everybody is. All right, let's. That's, somebody, somebody's logged on twice, probably. Yeah, that's, maybe right, that's it. We have to people. All right, uh, Michael, go first. Then we'll go, Fred. Okay. Uh, this player hit 359 in 2010. No player in MLB has had a higher batting average <laughs> single full season since. Name the player. Well, it sounds weird because we're all echoing. Let's try to answer the questions. All right, all right. He hit 359 and 2010. No, he won the battle title. Jerry, what had him in Texas. Somebody's mumbling something. He ended up taking jobs and uh, this this sounds this like Yankee Stadium. How about him, man? Man, we need Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Here we give him. I'll give you the initials. J H. All right. Hamilton? Josh Hamilton. Who said that? Who was that? Josh What's the answer? Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, okay. Yeah, he had a drug problem his whole life. Yeah. And alcohol. All right, go, Fred. Okay. okay. Name the five current NFL coaches who have won the Super Bowl as a player. Go on. Oh, wow. Coach, coach player, player. Aaron Pierce. Pierce is right. Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce. Right. Campbell. Campbell. Dan Campbell. No, Dan Campbell, no. No, no, no. It's a player and... Ron Rivera ever win it? Yeah, I heard that was right. Ron yeah, Rivera is right. Yeah. 85 bears. 85 bears. Wow. Three more. Three more. Three more? Robert Sala? Robert Sala. No, never played. No, never no. played. No. Gee, boys. One used to One coach the Jets. Coached the Jets. You better give us initials because we'll be here. All right. M M three initials are M V D P and T B. E B G B is G B D B D B M V Michael Vickers. Todd Balls. Todd Balls played for the Washington Redskins as a safety. Two more. M V and and D P and D P. Michael Vickers? Mike Verbal. Mike Vrabel, right, with the That's right. right. That's oh, right. And the last one? DP. DP. Like double play. I think that's Doug Peterson. You might say, Doug Peterson, right. He was the, right. the backup quarterback on the 1997 Packers. That's right. That's right. All right, good question. Well, who was third? Uh, Milton. Well, I have a question. <clears throat> In the 1992 championship, seventh game of the uh, 
division series for the championship, Pittsburgh versus Atlanta. Who was the center fielder that told Bobby Bonds to take a step in to cut off a single? Bonds ignored him. And the next guy hit a two-run single to get the Braves get to the World Series. Who was the center fielder that told Bonds to move in, which he didn't? On the next pitch, the guy hit a single. The guy on the Pittsburgh center fielder told Bonds to move on. Andy Van Slyke. And who who was the guy who, that um, who got the head? Francisco Cabrera. Yeah. Francisco Cabrera. Yeah. Now he remembers. Francisco Cabrera. Right. Right. Did Green scored the right winning run? Sid Bream, right? Sid Bream. Right. Very slow runner. With a bad leg. Bad leg. Got a piano on his back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm getting a little right. upset, about this, upset about this echo. Let's just do one more Let's question. One more question. Okay. One more question. All right, Fred, you want to get the right. last okay. question? Okay. Name. Name, name the three name Curry, the Curry NFL, coaches NFL coaches who have won a who Super Bowl, Bowl with, a, with, a, with, a te- with a team other than the ones other they are coaching now. Sean Payton. Who? Sean Payton. Sean Payton's one. Uh, Dallas. Uh, right. Mike McCarthy. 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 And Andy Reid. No. No. Yeah, Andy Reed, right. the Eagles. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, you're, but you're close when you say the Eagles. What's the guy who doesn't know that coming? Peterson? Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. You, you oh, the Eagles. Right. All right. Guys, have a... We can't even hear it. I can't have it. I drew one, one good one. The Yankees all-time hits leader. Okay? Number 10 is Combs. Nine is Dickey. Eight is Rivera. Seven is Mattingly. Six is Maggio. Five Williams. Four Mal. Three Babe Ruth. Who's number two and who's number one? One Jeter. Jeter. Jeter is one. Jeter is one. Jeter is one. Who's two? Jeter is one. Two. A uniform number. A uniform. What are you asking us? I don't even know. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. Number two. Babe Ruth. Three. Three. Billy Martin. Uniform number. Earl Combs. Combs is ten. Uh, and who's number two? Who's number What's he two? asking? I have another question. Second most of Eric. Eric. Yogi. Did you say Yogi Berra yet? Yogi Berra is number eight. Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. I have no idea the question. That's the answer. The uniform number. I'm off. We're going to do a song or not? I just want to say goodbye to everybody first. Then your song. Go. Give me, give me say goodbye to everybody. Guys, happy new year to happy all. New all year. Happy, happy new year, guys. Happy anniversary. Leave you want to leave. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us this week. Take care, guys. Milton, hit it. All right. Here we go. 1982. Hang on, one minute. I said, my baby, tell her grand. Big hit, 82. They had a number one hit in 1961. This is 20 years later. <laughs>
to me they did they, they did they did this song in 1981 there's a moon out tonight this is one years later the capri the capris i thought you'd like the capri there's a moon out tonight all right guys right right mail out we'll see you next week take care all right take care guys happy new year happy new year jerry see you tuesday happy anniversary take care everybody happy anniversary happy anniversary congratulations thank you very much thank you mark thank you take care thank you bye-bye